Welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mob Podcast. My name's Ray. I am your host. Today's episode, another restaurant review as part of our Columbus Restaurant Week that we're kind of doing to highlight some local places around town before stuff gets fully back into reopening with the vaccine updates coming out that everybody's going to be able to get scheduled. Um, I think beginning at the end of the month, basically everybody able to call and get an appointment. So Things are, you know, moving towards kind of the end of the pandemic and getting back to, you know, closer to where they were before it and everything. So I uh, decided to do the restaurant week just to highlight some local places around town that we haven't really highlighted before, you know, uh, aside from Chapman's and uh, Veritas, Nada, um, you know, Pistachio Vera, you know, we done a podcast or two on as well so we love all those places but uh, we had a bunch of other places that we were going to highlight instead of spreading them out over the course of you know two months or something like that we figured let's just line them up and uh, throw them all out there over the course of a week you know kind of little mini restaurant week uh, of podcasts before stuff starts reopening and that way people kind of know what they should try and who's open and what they should support and and all that stuff so Today's episode is on Dan Riesenberger, and you might be going to yourself, who the F is Dan Riesenberger? He's Dan the Baker. Um, Everybody knows him as Dan the Baker, but his real name is Dan Riesenberger. He was a graduate of Bexley High School, um, which is where he went, so, you know, Columbus native and everything. And he never really had any plans to kind of open a bakery. It wasn't something that he was really into doing. Did like a project in chemistry class about like yeasts, but that was really kind of, you know, when he traces it all back, like that was kind of like maybe his first inkling. But even then, you know, he thought he would just have a career in like IT or computers or something along those lines. And he uh, wound up working at North Star Cafe and was a baker there. And he was there for about like a year. And that's kind of when things started to shift for him towards kind of like the culinary side of things kind of learned himself through trial and error, um, the components of baking, had a coworker gift him a sourdough starter. Uh, I guess she had it from when she was at the Cordon Bleu uh, school. And so she kind of gifted him that, and he still uses it to this day uh, for the sourdough bread, allegedly. And that's kind of when he started, you know, baking at home. It became kind of a hobby. Uh, he started making like almost 200 loaves of bread in, in the kitchen and started taking those to farmer's markets to just kind of get some feedback routinely sold out of everything that he brought with him and realized kind of like this could really become something so built a uh kitchen built basically like a brick oven in the backyard uh his dad helped him with it and that way it was kind of like the old world process so you heat it up to a super high temp and that way it stores the heat and then it's hot enough so you could bake the bread in there so you know, he, he did that and was still doing the farmer's market stuff. And then about 2007, uh, he gets the industrial kitchen space where it still is today, uh, over off of Ridge street. And that's like Grandview South neighborhood. There's really nothing else around it. It's kind of a weird, uh, situation. So like you'll be going and then you'll make the left on, well, I make a left, but you could also make a right, I guess on to Ridge street. And it's just kind of this little loop around and there's just this co-working it almost looks like a co-working building kind of in the middle and on the other side of the street just on the outside of kind of the roundabout is just a bunch of houses so it's a really odd space where that thing got put but 
that's where he is. That's where he's been um, since 2007. And, you know, that's when he started doing wholesaling with his bread. Did that for about like seven years and then started to uh, look at other things to kind of do with the space. So he wound up originally opening like a little 10 seat cafe. And that was like June 2014. Uh, and then in November, after he kind of did some research and visited a couple places, he went to like the mill uh, in San Francisco, Intelligentsia in um, Chicago. Like he saw these kind of bread cafe type things, uh, these different concepts, and adopted it for himself. So got rid of the 10 seat cafe and just made it essentially what it is now, which is Toast Bar. Um, and the whole thing was like you could, you know, there's different breads and pastries available um for everybody you know when they were open they were open on the weekends um then you could also do like a toast flight which was like three slices of bread and either jam that they made in house or stuff that they sourced locally from different purveyors and that was kind of how the name toast bar kind of came about about a year later wound up partnering with cameron mitchell restaurants providing all their restaurants with rolls and sandwich breads uh, and they also wound up adding kind of pastries and tartines and stuff to the uh, weekend menu lineup over at Toast Bar. And pretty much has been operating like that, you know, since uh, with the coronavirus pandemic, he started doing like instructional videos because everybody started um, doing bread baking at home was like a hobby for a while for a lot of people. Kind of in the beginning and middle stages of the pandemic, people were doing sourdough starters and stuff like that. So he hopped on and started doing some Instagram live stuff. Um, with that, but he's still there. Um, you know, bread is, there's a whole big thing about, you know, how he makes the croissants and stuff kind of wrote that up there. So it's, it's on the webpage. I won't go into it now. Um, but it kind of outlines like his entire process and it's multi days, you know, make the dough, put it in the freezer. So it stops fermenting after it's already done fermenting, you know, stretching it out, chopping it up, shaping it letting it rest, letting it rise, putting it back in the cooler, putting it in the oven and does all this stuff. So basically like just for like the croissants to get like that, that really dark um, color and, and that rich kind of buttery texture. And it's a really interesting process. Uh, if you've never been there, it, it's a small place. There's like a, you, know, you walk in, there's a, a little counter there's usually like some bread carts uh, over on the right hand side is usually where like kind of like there's a little coffee station um, like different oat milk and almond milk, all that stuff. Uh, then there's usually some granola and, and stuff like that, some cookies. And then they usually have to the left side of the counter as you're facing it is where the pastries are for that weekend. And usually some bread racks. Um, we've had it a, a few different times. I think out of the pastries, you know, they're all up uh, on the website. Uh, the only one that's missing is an almond croissant. I couldn't find a photo of it from the time that I had it, but the almond croissant is phenomenal. Uh, we had a chocolate almond croissant, which is up on the website. That is not as good. Uh, just the chocolate kind of takes away from the almond flavor, but the straight almond croissant is phenomenal. The butter croissant is really, really good too as well. So those are kind of the two things that are my favorites or the croissants um, that they do over there. They do, uh, it just depends on kind of what they're doing that week or, you know, every other week. There's usually different change, different flavors, like the Cruffin that usually has a different custard kind of flavor in there. Morning bun, kind of same deal. So um, they switch it up, you know, fairly frequently. Pretty much always you can find uh, country sourdough. That's kind of like the flagship bread. That's the base for a lot of the the pastries too as well. 
that is a fantastic loaf of bread. We got one on a weekend and it was still like fresh. Like it felt like you just picked it up like a week later. Like it was still crispy and crunchy on the outside, soft in the middle. Um, it was fantastic. And I mean, that's definitely the, the flagship bread, but there's whole wheat, uh, that he does. Uh, I forget all the other stuff, but there's usually about like five loaves of bread and about five, six different pastries available. Pretty much, uh, they're open mainly on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on the weekend, it's kind of a crapshoot. Like sometimes you have to get there really early. Uh, I know one time my wife tried to go there and she was like, there was a line around the block and I wasn't waiting in the line. So, um, but then the next time we went back and we're just waiting for one person to come out so we could go in. So it just kind of depends on when you get there. Uh, I would say if you're trying to get pastries, you probably need to be there before like 11 a.m. at the very latest. Um, I'd probably even tell you before 10 Bread, they usually have enough loaves to kind of go around, but the pastries, it's kind of a limited run, um, so they they might sell out kind of quick. Uh, definitely looking forward to whenever they have ham and cheese croissants again. Really want to try that. I'm not a big ham and cheese croissant guy, but when they're good and they're right, they're right. And so far, the best one I think that I've had is probably from uh, Pistachio Vera. So really interested in trying his version, you know, the ham and cheese croissant since I like his you know almond croissant and then the butter croissant like are super delicious so check all them out um you know basically instagram um there's you know dan risenbaker uh is kind of his one account i don't think he really uses it that much it's mainly at dan the baker and aunt at dan the baker uh the bakery are kind of the two and if you type in dan the baker both those are going to come up um, they do a lot of double posting, but, uh, sometimes there's stuff unique to each account. So make sure to check those out. Um, but that is it, you know, a little background on Dan, the baker, it's fantastic bread. Um, you know, when I was doing the interview with Josh Dalton, he said that was kind of like the thing that he would think would be the front runner for like a James Beard award in Columbus, just because you could take it and put it in any city and it's still going to be delicious bread. So, um, and I agree. So, it's definitely really awesome. Um, you know, we have that Fox in the snow, pistachio Vera. They're kind of our three, you know, high level bakeries. And there's a bunch of others around town, but those are kind of the three standouts. And I think Dan, the baker is probably the most famous just because the name is Dan, the baker. It's just simple. And like, you can remember it. It's catchy, but, uh, yeah, make sure you give them a visit, uh, grab some pastries and some bread. Um, uh, that's really, you know, the only place you need to buy bread. You don't really need to get it from the grocery store. You can just get it from him. Um, but make sure you check out uh, all their stuff. Check out our stuff too as well, at Spoon Mob on Instagram. We're on Twitter and Facebook, but mainly the Instagram account is what we use. So make sure you're followed, subscribe. Help spread the word on the podcasts, you know, three different podcasts that we do, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, pretty much every other Thursday with the chef interviews. But parts not known where we rewatch Anthony Bourdain episodes and then just restaurant reviews. Um, and like I said, this week we were doing kind of a Columbus featured week. I uh, just wanted to highlight some places around town that we haven't got to since stuff's going to be reopening soon. And i um, really excited for that and stuff to kind of get back to normal and be able to travel again and, and go to different places and start eating some delicious food in other states. So 
appreciate everybody um, that's been listening and spreading the word, subscribing, all that stuff. And I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed. And we got one more of these tomorrow. And then we'll be back to kind of our normal schedule. So, um, but yeah, it's been fun doing this. Thought it was a good idea. Feedback's been pretty good. So I uh, hope everybody enjoyed and, and we'll talk to you guys later.